Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. So this episode is called The Black Widow of Lomita. Oh, boy. Otherwise known as the episode where permed hair with straightened bangs makes a comeback. Eh? Hmm. Eh? Well, it's, there's a lot to do with hair salons. So, I mean, I, I have questions. We'll get to them. I have questions. This lady's hair, she has more hairstyles than I've ever seen on one person. And I found out something very interesting about bouffants from my mother, who knows a lot about bouffants from the 60s. Mm. Uh Uh-huh. So I have some some tidbits when we get to it. This episode aired on uh, November 8th, 2019, season 28, episode 7, hosted by Keith, our lean king. Mm Mm-hmm. Who travels to the Philippines with his converse on. Oh my. He's a hero among men. Yeah, he went a long way for this. Well, this and uh, built emotional connections with people along the way. And I don't know about you, but for this episode, I, I was going to save this for the end, but this one felt more like a movie, like a mini yes. movie than yeah. any episode that I've watched maybe ever. Yeah. It was there like were the so highs many twists. and the lows. Usually and there's the one twist. twist. Yeah. No. Multiple twists. We went through like five storylines. And then five story we lines, get to the five end. Five Keith moments where I was like, oh my God, Keith, did you just really say that? Yeah. Yes, uh-huh. you did. No, I know. This one is very, it, it gets you. And then at yeah. the end, it's this beautiful denouement. And it's this lovely moments that they capture in like the most poetic ways. It's We're going to get to it. Denouement. Yeah, is that right? Isn't that what it's called? Is that what it's called? <laughs> I've never heard you use that word before. Oh, I'm pulling out the big guns. They were pulling out the big guns all episode, so it inspired me. So, Including my whole- Keith's um, forearms. Those are the big guns. When he crosses his arms. I just didn't see it. Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were like, Keith, you've been working out? Oh my gosh. That's funny. So in the opening part, the preview part, mm-hmm. we get... From Keith, another diabolical. Oh, in the Keith, like in the first thirty seconds, you sneaky, sneaky, tall glass of water out the gate. That you know what you're doing for new listeners. Mm-hmm. Diabolical is Dennis's word. He discovered it always it. has been. Yeah, since uh, two years ago. Yeah, and it always will be until we forget about it. But it's Dennis's word, and Keith knows that. Yeah. He's being a sneaky, sneaky Pete. It's all right. Now, our victim is Larry Riskin, who loved life. Which and straight I feel off like, the bat. Straight off the bat. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a classic. That was what started our bingo cards. Yeah. We put it on there, but we don't hear it that often anymore. So I was, I was appreciative of that. And do we get it from his sister? Because Sherry's our main interview, his sister Sherry. Does she say he loved life? Was she the one? Mm, unsure. Okay, I'm pretty was, sure it was her. So he was, Larry was a Navy man in the mm-hmm. Gulf War. He met a woman named Sonia Rios. They got married. This is how many hairstyles can one woman have, Sonia. Yeah. Her wedding photo, usually I save this for the end, but it's just such a journey. We it go is. on such a journey with this story and her hair is a part of that journey. Yeah. The wedding photo, it's so big and floofy. Floofy is the only word I can think of with huge bangs, huge, overshadowing the veil. The veil was a side piece to the bangs. So this is a poof in bangs. Yeah. 
and then at some point, Sonia chops it off. Like, yeah. it seemed like right after the wedding and gets a Karen, can I speak to your manager haircut mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with these long stringy bangs. Heavily sprayed. Yes. Heavy, lots of hair. I want to know what she's used, what she used and how, how much. Aquanet? Maybe. Tresemme? I don't, I don't know. And then there's a photo where her and Larry look like they're going to midlife crisis prom. And she has the long stringy bangs, very straight, but the rest of her hair has a tight perm and a waterfall going off to one side. I love the waterfall. Oh, yeah. Waterfalls are good. So wait, this is this. I'm assuming the adult prom is like a Navy thing. Perhaps he was in a uniform, I think. Uh, I think we're in for a wild ride just on her hair alone. And she's a hairdresser. She's a hairdresser. Now we're going to move away from the hair. Sonia was very controlling in her marriage to Larry. It even drove a wedge between Larry and his sister, Sherry. Sherry is gorgeous. Looks like Christy Brinkley. Oh, my goodness. Perfect Barbie hair. Wow. Tall, like a gazelle. And very classy dresser. We'll get to it. But mm-hmm. also the hair was like the way that it was. It was, per- it was almost like a wig. That's it why I said Barbie hair. Perfectly shaped. Picked Barbie right out of the box. Right, exactly. And then it had a flip up at the end. Mm-hmm. So it caused a wedge between Larry and Sherry's relationship. Yeah. I just got that, that their names are Larry and Sherry. Larry and Sherry. siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have much to talk about about the twins conversation that we had last week about twins that are named. I'll get to it in our Twitter section. Was I wrong? Just tell me right now. I just want, just tell me right now. You weren't necessarily wrong. You weren't necessarily right either. So regardless, <sighs> it was entertaining. Long conversation on Twitter. We had some winners. Beautiful. I can't. I can't even. I'll get to it soon. Okay. So, Larry retired and became a special ed teacher. Mm-hmm. His coworker, who's another teacher, seems to know way too much, in my opinion, about his marriage and lack of sex life. And was, so they were buddies, right? They, they were. They been. were buds. But, like, my mom is a special ed teacher. Is she talking to her fellow colleagues about her sex life with my dad? Maybe. Uh, Maybe. It didn't surprise me that much. Let's put it that way. And then when they show the picture of her, like, they show a B-roll picture of her, like, sort of hugging him. Did you see that? Yeah. They seem very, they seem like they're good friends. Okay. Yeah. So she knew that Larry was totally emasculated. Larry wanted kids, but Sonia hadn't told him that she was... As Keith says, way older than eight. So she hadn't told him? No. She's 16 years older. Or way older than him. Well into her 40s. Thanks, Keith. It reminded me of the time that Keith said 40 was barreling down on her like a Chinese bullet train. (laughs) Still haven't forgotten that one, Keith. That one still cuts to the bone. So, she was way older than him, though. 16 <laughs> yes, years? It is a lot. And she didn't tell him? But well into her 40s. Okay, well, uh, I'm just giving, I'm just playing devil's advocate and giving Keith the benefit of the doubt that he's not actively trying to hurt you or I. And he's saying, or like a majority of the listeners, because I think he's more just like, she's past her bearing children prime. Ouch. Yeah. Sorry. Truth hurts. Yeah, I guess. So Larry has become close to Sonia's relatives in the Philippines, especially her great niece and nephew, which again, because she's well into her 40s, she has a great 
niece and nephew because mm-hmm. her brother has grandchildren. So oh my. he offers to adopt these children and bring them to the States. And Sonia says she'll handle the paperwork, but it never goes through because she was totally sabotaging the adoption. Oh, man. Yeah. So it's basically screwing over him, his one chance to have children, and these children that want to come to the States and be adopted and have a dad. Anyways, terrible Mm-mm. person. Yeah, so really terrible. Really terrible. Larry finally decides he wants to divorce her. But first he agrees to go to the Philippines to take care of this taxi business that she has. What is that? Yeah, no idea. But he, that's the agreement. He'll take care of the taxi business and then he'll get the divorce. But why doesn't she go? She speaks the language. Why isn't she going to handle the taxi? Because she's too busy at the salon. Sure. She can't get someone to cover her chair. She's straightening bangs and yeah. per- perming the rest of the hair. Yeah. It's a it's a lot of work. So before Larry goes, he decides to go to Washington to rekindle his relationship with his sister and his family now that he's about to be free and out of this marriage. Sherry, the sister, knows something's up. She takes him to the airport to go to the Philippines, and she thinks to herself, I'm never going to see him again. Oh, my gosh. Like, she knows something's wrong. Premonition. So Larry goes to the Philippines. He notices that one of the kids has a horrible eye infection, and he wants to take her to the hospital. So they go to the hospital. A bunch of them pile in the car. They drive to the hospital. They get the little girl treated. They go out into the car, and in the parking lot, someone comes up on a motorcycle and starts shooting at them and shoots Larry, execution-style, in front of Sonia's family, including the nephew that he was going to adopt. It's just, it's so sad. It's devastating. this is a driving, like, this is a drive-by shooting. They're they're driving. I think they got in the car at the hospital, and they were about to drive away. They're in, like, an open-air Jeep? Is that how that's happening? Yes. How did that person hit only him? I mean, no one else was injured? There were children in the car. Because they shot him multiple times. That's, oh, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So he dies in front of the family. It's terrible. And this neighbor calls the sister, Sherry, in Washington and leaves a message saying, can you call me back? Mm -hmm. And the sister tells her coworker, I'm going to go in my office. I'm going to return this call. And this person is going to tell me that my brother's dead. Oh, my God. Is this sister a full-on psychic? No, I think she just... She sounds better than Long Island Medium. You just know, right? she has better hair. (laughs) Teresa Caputo would not like that. Teresa Caputo... Would not like you saying that. I'm heartbroken. She divorced Larry, and it's a big... I can't. I can't watch now. She was married to a Larry? Yeah. Oh, it's full circle. It is. It's a full circle. And their relationship was so cute, and then they got... I can't. I don't want to talk about it. Okay, sorry. Anyways... Sorry, I see more upset about their divorce than about you this do. Larry's and demise, Larry, and that's Larry terrible. And Larry passed away in the Yeah, deep, I know. And it's Get very with sad. the program, Kimberly. Yeah, come on. Be a better person. So, so Keith goes to the Philippines throughout this episode. He's talking to the police there. Their investigation goes nowhere. Mm-hmm. Sonia has Larry's body cremated and has his ashes stay in the Philippines. So poor Sherry has nothing for the funeral. And nowhere that she can visit the body. They put up like a stone, but there's nothing there. And Keith says to Sherry, how much of this was a middle finger to you? That was amazing. I was shocked. Keith. 
Keith. Keith put on his sassy pants when he got up this morning, and he's showing it to the world. My goodness. I know. Uh, but instead of saying an F-U, he says a middle finger. So he keeps it a little classy. Mm-hmm. He could have said flipping the bird. How much was this w- a bird flip to you? No, I... How much was this a how much was this a flipping of the bird? No, it had to be middle finger. Yeah. Maybe he tried it a couple ways and they went with middle <laughs> finger. Do you think he practiced in the mirror? I'm wondering if he had done just a sound effect. Like, how much was this up to you? <laughs> and they were like, that's too jolly. Dude, we gotta take no. it down. Producers no. were like, no, no Keith. <laughs> and he was like, Well, I can't think of a way to voice that. Yeah. Because I can't see him saying, screw you. No, I absolutely cannot. No. Mm, okay. It's like when Andrea had to say butt dial and I'm still traumatized. Yeah. So now we rewind. Rewind. Oh, boy. I haven't done that in a while. It felt good to bring the Hamilton back. So back to Sonia having, this is 19 years earlier. Yeah. Sonia has the 1950s hairspray hair. Like she's straight out of the mu musical hairspray yeah beehive she has a beehive, it's a beehive with the poop with the little bow bouffant yeah with a the bouffant bow. with the yeah so i just read an article that the poof is coming back do you want to know what my mom said about that hairdo sure because i told her the name of the episode she goes oh that's funny there used to be jokes about women hiding black widows in their beehives when they what? were yeah there used to be jokes that black widows would build nests in them because it was just ratted hair and then they would sleep on it and just wear Why it for it days. Why was it a black widow specifically? I don't and know. not just a spider, like a nice spider, like Charlotte. No, it was black widows. <laughs> Isn't that funny? And then she also said, well, that was nicer than people thinking that ladies were hiding razor blades in their beehives. What? I know. This is coming from my mom. And I was like, repeat yourself, a razor blade? And she said, Yeah. Like the harder girls would hide razor blades. Like the girls in the sharks and the jets the, the, would just whip exactly. out a razor blade. These tough, and, these tough ladies would still have these I don't remember that from Greece. I don't remember Sandy pulling something out and cutting Rizzo. Apparently where my mom was, razor blades in the beehive was a... Mm, this is fascinating. I know. I was just sort of like, where were... What were you doing? Black widows and be- uh, black widows and razor blades. Hmm. So now we meet this local Southern California reporter yep. who's doing an article about Larry. And his and name is? His name is Larry Altman. Yeah. L- I like him. <laughs> he yeah, looks like, like him. somebody very specific to me. Yeah. And I-, I had trouble placing it, but then I realized it's the actor who plays Gene Belcher. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do about? know who you're talking about and agreed. Also, okay. he's very, he's a type. I don't know what the type is. You're like, okay, I know you. Yeah. You're harmless. I like, get a good vibe from you. Yeah. And he's just doing his job. He's just he, a reporter. But apparently he's, ve- he's a really good reporter. Oh, yeah. He seems also very into the drama and I like him. I feel oh, like we'd, yeah. have a, we'd have a fun dinner with Larry we, Altman. It, he yeah. has gossip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he finds out that 19 years ago, Sonia with the Beehive had another husband who was shot to death in the Philippines. My God. What? Twist number one. Mm-hmm. His name was Earl John Bordeaux. Come and on. I know. But it's, what did he go by? He went by Duke. <laughs> Duke, Duke of Bord- Earl. Duke Bordeaux? Duke of Earl. Yeah. But that's why his nickname was Duke, right? Duke. Maybe. Duke, Duke, Duke of Earl. Earl Maybe. Earl. 
Duke Bordeaux. It's the best name. But the funniest part to me was that Keith all of a sudden gets super casual, like super cash. And he's saying, how messed up is this crazy story? And who the heck is Earl John Bordeaux? He uses the phrase, how messed up. Yep, there we go. And who the heck? He all of a sudden just like, I told, Sassy Pants comes out, but he's also all of a sudden super cash. Like, we're just hanging out, bros. Well, let's just chat about this. Maybe he, story. So he maybe just got back from the Philippines. He's a little like jet lag. Vacation vibe. It's, it's been a lot, but they need to wrap this up. So they need to get this interview with Larry in. It's mm-hmm. on the books. He's like, okay, I'm tired, but I'm coming. So he's mm-hmm. just a little punchy. Because Larry's bringing it. If you're sitting down to interview with Larry, Larry's bringing it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And Keith is a professional. He will match the level yeah. of the interviewee, I think. Yeah. Match and surpass. Yes. So Earl's brother, Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. yeah. Is, again, I keep saying this every week, my new favorite person ever on Dateline. He's a, he's a mini champion. There have been two brothers besides Dennis that I was obsessed with. Mm-hmm. One was from our Patreon episode, I think, Deadly uh, Conspiracy. The brother who said, you're the man. And his yes. voice cracked. I loved that brother. Yeah, he I was loved great. that brother. He was great. And then the second brother is Ken, Lars's brother. Oh, yeah, Ken. hair was high cornfield. like the cornfields. Yeah, exactly. So high that Lars was hiding from the police in his hair. Yeah. And now Dennis. Dennis, the minute Dennis comes on with that face and that white hair and that white handlebar mustache. Yeah. I was like, yep. Well, I looked it up online, and apparently it's called a horseshoe mustache. Oh. It's like a Fu Manchu, but much tighter and writer. A horseshoe. It's not a handlebar. Because no. the handlebar has to be curled up. Yes. It's never curled down, From even though- From the online charts that Google provided to me. I appreciate that. Okay. I don't like to be wrong, especially no, not about mustaches. I so know. thank you. And then this glorious mane of silver white hair. Glorious. Like it, Santa Claus. Yes, and it has so much body yeah, that it, was it goes fluffy. up to God and then yeah. it gently swoops down. Uh-huh. No, it's I lovely. Am, I stand, Dennis. I am yeah. here for him. I'm jealous of his hair. If, I, if my white hair stood like that, I would, um, I'd be a mm-hmm. lot happier in my life. Mm-hmm. Now, Dennis's brother, Duke, was in the Marines. Sound familiar? Met Sonia in the Philippines. Sound familiar? And married her. Sound familiar? And... Here, when they are together at this moment in time, she has all of her hair on one side with a big clip on the Got other it. side. And I very much enjoyed that look. I might try it. It probably won't work on me. I think it'll so, work great on you, actually. Really? Yeah, let's do it. So they moved to Southern California. And again, she was the boss and he was scared of her. And finally, he wanted a divorce. And she said, yes, but first you have to go to the Philippines and sell my taxi business. I can't believe she did it twice. What she did the exact same thing. The exact also, same thing. Has anyone ever actually seen this taxi business? Is this a real right. taxi business? No. Is it just for the purpose of killing husbands? Well, I think it's a taxi business, but I think there's no intention of selling it. No. Right. So Duke is skeptical of the whole thing, and he tries to get his brother Dennis to come with him, but mm-hmm. Dennis can't get a passport because Dennis's hair cannot be contained in the small passport photo it's not his fault so duke has to go by himself he goes to the philippines he goes to the house of sonia's family and he crashes on the couch as keith says in a dead sleep but then 
he was dead. I swear to you, is that the way he works, dear that? listeners? That these are the words that came out of Keith's mouth. I have no memory of him saying he, it like that. Really, in a dead sleep, and then he was dead. Keith, I'm looking at you, buddy. It's fine. I love sassafras. Yeah, it's good. I'm all about it. I want more of it. It's pure gold for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Keith, we love you. <laughs> so Keith talks in the Philippines with a private investigator who says that Duke was shot execution style. The police this time bring in five members of Sonia's family that they think were involved. Mm-hmm. Again, her family. So they are going to char- charge all five with murder. But it's dismissed because apparently the next of kin, who is Sonia, has to attend to make the charges stick. What kind and of crazy law is that? It's ridiculous. And what if someone has no family? Then you could just murder them willy-nilly? Yeah, because it's like Cause no, no one, one will show up. Well, it's just because no because no one is filing charges. So someone has to she has to go and actually file murder charges. Right. Like in the U.S., the state will just file charges. Right. You killed if there's someone. Not a, yeah. If you, you killed someone, we're doing it. The family right. doesn't have to do it. So, of course, Sonia doesn't show up for court. Well, she so, has clients. She's, yeah, again, the perming and the straightening. Yeah, now, she's busy. She doesn't show up, so the charges are dropped. The case is dropped. But the PI is telling Keith uh, that he thinks some magic took place there. I love the PI. The, the P- Philippines PI is so is pretty great. good. Yeah, he's, he's pretty like, good. I think there was some magic there. So he thinks someone's paid off. Right, exactly. Yeah. Dennis, the brother, knows that it was Sonia. She got all of Duke's six-figure estate. So Dennis starts investigating. I love when a brother gets involved investigating. Yep. He spends thousands of his own money. Yep. He is looking. He gets really into it, but he starts getting death threats. Over 200 death threats on the phone telling him, like, you better stop sticking your nose in this. You better leave us alone. Now, one day he's fishing and he's shot at while he's fishing. But they miss. crazy. Yes. And then it happens again at his house. He he is walking Keith around his house. By the way, he has two kayaks up. How cute is he in his little backyard? Can I marry Dennis? Is that okay? I'll move to Iowa. Yeah, I'm good. And he's showing Keith that the bullet holes are still in the siding of the house, which you it's been like 15 years. You could cover those up. You could fill those in. Maybe he was waiting for Dateline to come fill. No, I think he's more like... I don't know. He I, maybe keeps him as a reminder to keep fighting. Right. But something um, like that. Did you notice anything about that was did anything surprise you about Dennis when we go to his house? When we see him with Keith at his house? Did anything surprise you? Well, the whole thing about Dennis that surprised me is that he's not Texan. Oh, because he looks so Texan. Yeah. Okay, but nothing else. No. Besides the bullet holes in the kayaks? Besides the fact that if there were two of him on top of each other, then he would be Keith's height? Well, then he's perfect for me. He's perfect for you. I did not... First of all, you know I have a... You have car blindness, but I have height blindness. Yeah. And I only notice if someone's right next to someone else. I expected from his interview where he's seated, him to be a much larger man. Like well, in that my explains head. why he has his hair so closer to God, higher. Yeah. 
Yeah, maybe. I think his hair is just naturally luscious. And it just you think he it, wears boots with little lifts, like a little mini heel? I think all boots have a little mini heel. All cowboy yeah, I boots. Guess they do. Yeah. It was surprising to me. I went, oh, when they started walking he, together. He's extraordinarily tall, though. And visually, he's so slim that it makes him look even he taller. He looks very tall. Yes. Yeah. But he's not extraordinarily tall. To me, he's extraordinarily tall. Yes. I'm very short. But you and Dennis would be a dynamite duo. Thank you. I really felt it. Yeah, good. Now, we fast forward down to the present day. Mm-hmm. The reporter is writing stories about the two husbands, both in the service, that were both murdered in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. And Sonia's neighbors, who we love, we get a lot with these neighbors, oh, husband and I was wife. just waiting for the Thompsons. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love them. So they read the articles, and the articles are now branding her the Black Widow mm-hmm. of Lomita. And they are like, we're done with you, Sonia. You're the Black Widow of Lomita. We don't have time for that. But the whole time leading up to this, she had been like coming to their house. like Yes, very close neighbors. Help me with things. I don't know how to look through these papers for like getting the money for the insurances or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they're like, eh. Um, But they, I mean, they're good friends with them. It seems like they like hang out with Sonia and Larry. And then- When they say goodbye and decide we have to distance ourselves, you know, it's all about healthy boundaries in 2019 for us. So they are saying, Black Widow, no thank you, putting up some healthy boundaries. And to say goodbye to her, they pensively look through stacks of loose photos. Yes, they do. On their coffee table, which is a classic Mm B-roll. I'm not sure why the neighbors have so many stacks of photos of their neighbor. That seems like a case for another dateline, but whatever. Um, I have issues with this. You know how I feel about these loose photos. You get your fingerprints on them. You get them all wrinkled. You're not displaying them properly. So get them in an album. Oh, and what better way to get them in an album from someone who keeps their photos in a shoebox? No judgment. Amazing. A little judgment. A a lot of judgment. Let's be real. (laughs) There is a new product called Skylight Frames, and they are phenomenal. Mm. So if you're looking for a gift to give for the holidays, which let's be real, we all are right now. Yes. And some people are harder to shop for than others. Mm -hmm. One of those people in my life would be my grandmother. She, according to my mother, likes sees candy and scarfs. So I can't just give her sees candy and scarfs every year for the rest of my life. So when I read about Skylight Frames, it seems like the perfect gift for her because what it is, is it's a touchscreen photo frame that you can update through email, which means that I can give her a frame that the pictures constantly change. She can see pictures of her granddaughters. She can see pictures of me and Oliver and all of my cats, and I can update them into the frame whenever you know I she's want. she's dying for those cat pictures. Yeah, and she's not, but she's going to get them. <laughs> but anyone can send her pictures, which is the That's best cool. part. That's cool, and it goes to the frame. Exactly. So the frame sets up in under 60 seconds. You just plug it in and use the touchscreen to connect to the wireless in the home, and then there is an email address that you set up specifically for the one frame that Anyone who has that email address can send pictures to. So you could send pictures to my grandmother. So Mm -hmm. I could send pictures of dogs that are important in my life that will pop up on your grandma's screen. Exactly. And confuse her terribly. Except because I set up the frame, you can choose to leave it open so that anyone can send pictures or close it so that I have to approve the email sender. You're going to close it, so I I can't, (laughs) aren't you? (laughs) 
defense. <laughs> but it's I a real- have said what my master plan was. But the frame is actually really lovely. It's a black and white mat. So it actually looks like a real photo frame. And it has this really pretty it's 10 inches. And you can swipe through the photos just with your finger That's just really like an cool. iPad. It's so cool. I honestly didn't know how cool it would be until it arrived. It's beautiful. And it's sturdy. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel like it's going anywhere. And it's really, really simple to use. So as a special offer for the holidays, you can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code DATE. That's right. You can get $10 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to Skylight Frame. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com and enter code D-A-T-E. Date $10 off. They're really pretty, guys. It's such a good gift and it's such a cool invention. I love this age because we have things like this now. It's great. It's not scary like the robots that are going to come kill us. No. This is like a nice technology. This is the nice technology. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Skylight. Thank you, Skylight. So the insurance company is very suspicious of Sonia collecting second husband Larry's life insurance. And I think in part it's because of the press that she's getting because of Larry Altman, the reporter, and his articles, like Mm -hmm. bringing that case to the forefront. So they put an investigator on it. So this insurance investigator. This insurance investigator was like one of my favorite people. Bill Marshall. Bill Marshall. So first of all, insurance investigator is like Johnny Dollar, which is this old-timey radio show. Uh-huh. And yep. you think it's about, like, a PI, like gumshoe. Uh-huh. And then you're listening, and you realize he's an insurance investigator. He's investigating insurance insurance fraud, but somehow in every episode, someone gets shot. Mm-hmm. So you realize the insurance game is a lot darker than you ever thought. And this insurance investigator probably thought he was getting a totally normal life insurance case and he's just going to be working his nine to five. No. And he gets wrapped up in the intrigue of the Black Widow and the Philippines. Did he write a book? If he didn't, he's working on it. Yeah. Because there's no, it's it's unbelievable. And just the he, way, I don't know, there's something about him, the way that he looks. Would you be interested in inviting him to join our detective agency? I would invite him not to be a part of the detective agency but be like work with them sometimes okay so on certain cases they call in marshall okay like certain cases bill marshall's called in yeah or if it's something insurance if it's something very specific and it, like mm-hmm. he's in the area they're like let's call bill marshall mm-hmm. they give him a call if they this need is in his wheelhouse right if they need a specific kind of surveillance because according to the b-roll he's all about <laughs> the surveillance I- I didn't think, I was just, I feel dumb because I didn't think that an insurance investigator would maybe have like spy equipment or want to get really into an investigation. Yeah. But that's part of what maybe what they like about it. I think so too. I think he's really into his job and apparently he has some sort of high tech empty warehouse somewhere (laughs) where he can spread out maps and like look in the dark at at things. (laughs) So he finds out that... Sonia once burned down a hair salon she owned for the insurance. Not she, surprised. Not no, surprised at all. She has been not paying her taxes for quite a long time. Not surprised. She has fo- filed bogus lawsuits. Not surprised. Mm-mm. She has stolen social security numbers. I mean, she's a trip. So She's just the- a really bad person. 
Like yeah, she, she is. These are all no, she's horrible. She's a constant con man. She's yeah. a con artist. Yeah. Yeah. So the family of Larry's is so impressed with the insurance investigator that they hire him to investigate the murder. That's what I'm saying. Like, Bill Marshall to be a full is on like John yeah. Jeller. Uh huh. Oh, it's so cool. It was insurance so the, adjuster turned PI. It's the exactly. best. Exactly. Yeah. So that would be a fun show. I would watch that. This is why I think he wrote a book because yeah. it's a very interesting turn of events, and I wonder how often it happens or if it's ever happened. Right. Like, to him. Like, if it's often that the families will be like, hey, can you research this a little further? But I right. don't think so. I think this is, like, his big break. He's so excited. Yeah. I'm done with the paperwork. Yeah. I filed my last TPS report. I can State now farm, I quit. Murder. Yeah, it's it. This is it. <laughs> so, he, the insurance investigator dives into the case. He goes to the Philippines. Mm-hmm. He goes to her hair salon in the States. He even gets a haircut from her because he wants to, like, feel her out a little. $25. Undercover. Was it $25? Yeah. Huh. So there's a shot of the receipt of his haircut. And Keith says, here's the receipt. Like, we wouldn't believe him. Like, thanks, Keith. Like, Keith is literally showing us the receipts. Why did he say that? Why didn't they just show us that he is literally showing us? <gasps> but I wonder why they said that. He's I like, wonder why I'm they didn't spill the tea, and then I'm going to show you the receipts. But they do it all the time with when they just like show pictures. I wonder yeah. why they didn't just. Keith breaks the fourth wall, kind of, and he's like, "I know you guys didn't think he actually went, but here's the receipt. Boom." And it was $25. You decide if that's overpriced or not. I didn't I feel get like to it's see a little like, over. the haircut after. Maybe it, it was amazing. I feel like that they would charge for a for a men's short haircut, like 15 and then they know yeah. they're going to get tipped 5 so they're going right. to give them a 20 You want to yeah. get it so that you can get that tip, right? Mm-hmm. So you need to have it at a certain number. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, the insurance investigator works with the PI that we loved in the Philippines. Mm-hmm. So it turns out after Larry was killed, the police again had info against Sonia's family, a whole group of them again. Yeah. And once again, the case was dropped. And they think basically Sonia was paying off witnesses because there were eyewitnesses who saw things who suddenly didn't see anything. So she made it go away again. And the Philippine, the Filipino police knew this and they did not seem to do much about it yeah. the one guy tells keith he doesn't think there was any corruption going on keith is like sure jan i think so, the way that he says it though does he say it with a twinkle i feel like there, he, it, do we have a twinkle or do well, we have he doesn't a, want to get murdered himself no, he does not so want he's to get saying shot. it with a twinkle maybe yeah yeah but i think he has to it's clear that he's saying it under duress <laughs> yes Let's there's put someone off way. camera right. making the motion of exactly the yep. yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the FBI apparently knew about this because Dennis had brought the case to them. Yeah. They haven't done anything about it. So we are not going to get to see any FBI candy right now, which is very, always disappointing to me. Sherry also brought the case to the FBI. They also did not do anything. Yeah. Now, again, I, do, I don't think the FBI has jurisdiction in the Philippines necessarily. So... I wonder Maybe what the deal there's was. There's some of that, but there were certainly crimes that were committed in the states that they could have looked into. But I wonder why, huh? But both Sherry and Dennis went to the FBI totally separately. Yeah, and it made me think that if Sherry and Dennis were not already be- 
betrothed to other people, could they get together if I don't decide to marry him? No. Sherry no. is betrothed. Too tall. Sherry is betrothed. Her last name is not Brisket. Maybe she's divorced. I'm not actively wanting for her to be divorced. No, I know. But, but you're saying they could get to... I don't think so. They could avenge their brother's deaths together and fall in love in the process. Do you see them as a couple? No, but I'm trying to write a story here. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> Does it help you? No. Yeah, it that was great. All. So just... Yeah. Just be honest. So Keith is in the Philippines, and it's just amazing. He's at the street market. He's outside the hospital. He's in his converse everywhere. He's like a full foot taller than everyone there. That I did notice. Yeah, and he's and sweating. He's sweating a little bit. We see a little glisten on Keith. It's hot And there. that's rare. It's, yeah. an, it's, it's humid. humid. Yeah, it's, yeah. And when he's at the street market, this one little kid walks by him. And tries to get his camera time in and makes a little gesture like he's the man, this little boy. And they leave it in. Not sure if they didn't catch it. They didn't oh, I totally it missed again. it. Oh. But he walks Keith by this wouldn't little do it again. boy and is like, what? Like, he's really <gasps> excited to oh, be on how camera. Cute. No, leave that yeah. in. Come on. Let him have it. It's time. really cute. Yeah. So... Sherry, the sister, then starts getting emails. They're very mysterious. And they're from a person named John Bordeaux. Which was similar to the husband's name. Earl the John Earl Bordeaux. John Bordeaux. Yeah. So apparently, get ready for a twist here. Again. So, so I did not see this coming. Sonia yeah. had a secret son Can't. that we didn't hear about. Like, what? And it was a biological son that she had before she married Duke, the first husband. And Duke had adopted him. So it's and definitely John. It's not Dukes for Correct. sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, so he adopts him, even though he's not the father. Again, shows what a nice guy John was. He just wanted to adopt this kid that's not his. And um, Larry, the same thing. Larry wanted to adopt those other two children that weren't his. Well, that's it's, why. Also, this is so heartbreaking. Is because this is a secret son, even from Larry. Larry didn't That's know true. that John existed. I don't existed. know if Larry knew. And Larry, Did Larry know? Larry wanted kids so badly. You think yeah, he wouldn't he, want to know that she a had stepdad. a son? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Their relationship. I'm really very, sad for Larry. No, it's horrible. Also, it was so secretive that Dennis, our beloved white haired Dennis, didn't even know about it until like way, way, way after that his brother had adopted a child. My God. Like, it was so Super secret. secret. Yes. And so could the title be Secret Sun? The could sunsets, secret sunset, sun. Web of the lies. sunsets in the. Web of lies. Sun sets on Manila, web of lies. Colon, web of lies. Colon, sem, colon web of lies. Mm-hmm. But there's no, because oh, of the Black Widow thing. Mm-hmm. See, there's an ID network show called Web of Lies, but it's about oh. internet, like, lies and people who are murdered because they meet someone online it should be about black widows i mean it could it's both now we're in a tech world web means something else now too gotta get with the times i'm disappointed i know <laughs> i can see it in your face it's all right it's fine so, just move on sherry writes back to this john bordeaux she's being friendly she's playing along she's just basically all she wants is her brother's ashes 
That is all she wants in this lifetime. I just thought of something. Does Sherry know who John Bordeaux even is? Is he telling her in these emails, like, I am the long lost son of Sonia and her first husband? Was she like, yes. he, she had a first husband? Yes. Did she know about John Duke? I don't think so. I don't think. Well, she knew by then because those articles had come out. Got it. Because of she Larry Allman. About, okay, yes. okay. Got it. So she's playing along with this John Bordeaux trying to think maybe if I'm really nice with this guy, like we're friends, I can get these ashes back for my brother. Right. Because all she wants are these ashes. Right. But the emails are being kind of shady. And instead of just saying, yeah, I will get you the ashes, he starts saying, I'd like a lot of money in exchange for that. And mm. it's very shady. And like she's, she feels like basically he's trying to con her or extort money out of her. Yeah. And so she's right. She's like, no, not, not doing this. And then he offers to kill Sonia. For Sherry, which Sherry's like, that's not what I asked for. I asked for my brother's ashes. No, thank you. And yeah. also, is that not like a really big leap? Way to up the ante. I know you're asking me for your brother's ashes, but how about I kill this lady for you? What? How many emails were there? Like, how long was the leap? Was it like quick? Was it like four emails over the space was, of like, four emails? If like feeling it out yeah. over time, it would be better. Uh, kind of, yeah. But there has to be one where you cross from hinting to just outright saying, I will kill Sherry for you or Sonia for you. And that email has to be shocking. Yeah. No, I, but wait a minute. Did he actually say that or was it just strongly hinted that I can take care of this? Mm. I can make sure she pays. Something like that? Uh, no, I think it was more blatant than that. I think oh, it was. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah. So then there is... This was another OMG, like, I was really shocked, like, my jaw went down. There's another murder. And I was like, oh, it's another husband. And eh, no, it's Sonia herself. I was shocked. I did not know that happened, no, maybe because I, I don't know about this case. Like, sometimes I know a little bit about the case. Exactly. Nope. No idea that that's what was happening. She shot in her house in California. I did not see that coming. Like, she's dead too. What are we even doing here then? What is this dateline even about? Like, usually we go into a dateline. We're trying to find out who the killer is or who the bad guy is. This yeah. one, we start off knowing who the bad guy is. And then she's dead. And then we still have half of the dateline to go. Exactly. So what are we, what is happening? Dateline knows how to tell a story. And I couldn't control my excitement. I was yeah. pumped. Yeah. And I need to text my therapist, please. So if you're very stressed because Dateline has once again hit you with an insane twist that is both diabolical and a middle finger to you, we have an offer that might help. Yes. BetterHelp offers counseling with a licensed therapist within the privacy and safe space of your home. Like, let's say you live next door to a serial killer black widow who you've made friends with and have stacks of photos of her for no reason at all, and you're scared to go outside because now she's been killed and your street is a crime scene, you can talk to your therapist from your home. Huh. You can confidentially text, chat, phone, or video with a counselor. BetterHelp has counselors that are specialized in anxiety, depression, sleeping problems, trying to avenge your brother's death, anything. And if you don't like your counselor for any reason, you can switch at no additional charge. It's also very affordable and our listeners get 10% off your first month with discount code 
Dateline. So Ooh. go to betterhelp.com forward slash Dateline. You just fill out the questionnaire. It's really easy. They pair you with a counselor. It's super simple. Go to betterhelp.com forward slash Dateline. Enter the discount code Dateline. Everyone can use some help. Lord knows the people in this story can use some help to get past this. And yeah. let's all make our lives a little better. Help with better with. help. Everyone can use a little better help. That's not good. That took us a while to get there, though. I know. We've, we've been. I'm embarrassed. I'm sorry. Better. We'll do better we help did. next time. <laughs> better help. Better help for you next time. Thank you. Check them out, guys. So Sonia is shot in her house in California, execution style, just like mm. her two husbands. It's not a robbery because she has, wait for it, $1,700 in yeah, cash come in on. her purse. Come on. But that's... Is that normal? No, but she's okay. She's a fraudster. So she's a hairstylist. So how she was doing her tax thing oh, was yeah. she was taking cash from the mm-hmm. salon. She was doing mm-hmm. everything in cash. She probably was like, we don't accept credit card or whatever. You know, she was keeping things off the books. That's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. That's a lot of $25 men's haircuts and $65 perms. Yeah. yeah. So she has this nephew, Eric who lived in America, he was in the Navy, and he was the favorite of the family for Sonia. He and Sonia were very close. He considered her like his grandma. He tells the police it had to be John Bordeaux, Sonia's only son. He John was the one who found the body and called 911. It's John that finds the body? You know what? Now that I'm saying that, I think it might have been Eric that Eric found the body. Eric finds the body. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I... No, it's Eric. I'm I think pretty... I totally got that wrong. And I'm say- as I was saying it, I felt like... Yeah, you looked at me I funny. Really and I'm like, wrong. she's not sure about that. Okay. Hmm. Yeah. Crucial part of the case. Not I that crucial. I don't know what I'm talking about. Not that crucial. It really wouldn't matter who found him. But I don't think John was like... I don't think they had a kind of relationship where he was popping by. This is the kind of journalistic excellence that you get with the date with Dateline. No comment. I want... I want to defend us, but... But you can't. I, I shan't. We're undefendable. I shan't. No. I shan't Mm-mm. at this moment. Mm-mm. So there are no photos of John at Sonia's house. Because apparently their relationship was very strained. It's or bad. perhaps he's it was a, secret a space son. issue and she should check out a skylight frame. No, because he's a secret from everyone. Even the Thompsons don't know about John Bordeaux. The poor Thompsons, the neighbors. The Thompsons get so many surprises in this. They just thought they were moving into a nice, quiet, suburban area. No. And became friends with, oh, her name's Sonia. She seems nice. Whatever. I help her out with a couple things around the house. It's fine. Right, no. And And then then they lose their neighbor and their hairdresser. It's a disaster. Oh, my God. And then their whole street turns into a crime scene. Yeah. Multiple times. Yeah. So... John tells cops that Sonia got pregnant with him when she was a teenager. She brought him to the U.S. when she married Duke, mm-hmm. but that he was the black sheep of the family. So, right because he's no a secret. Really, he yeah. was a, he was a secret. Secret, and no one really liked him. It seemed like. It seemed like while Eric is doing these great things, like going into the Navy and being really successful, John. The actual son is not, and no. she won't even tell people about him. Let's put this in perspective. You're a secret. 
because your mom doesn't really want you because you're a teenage baby, I feel like you're going to be a little angry and have some issues. You're going to need some better help for sure. You would. No, but 100%. Like, you know, you're, I don't know. I feel like he's going to be a little bit of a victim all the time. He's probably oh. going to have that mentality. Mm-hmm. And now he's really going to have that mentality. Right, because now the police are after him and they think right. that he killed his mom. So right. he tells the police, I didn't kill my mom. You know who did? It's Larry's sister, Sherry. <laughs> what? She drove down from Washington. So In her they, Mercedes SUV. And shot. Yeah. So they go to Sherry. But they clear her right away because it turns out when she got those emails from John Bordeaux saying, I can kill Sh- uh, Sonia for you, she sent them right to the FBI. Again, the FBI knew that someone had threats out against Sonia and then Sonia died. My FBI candy, I have some questions for you. I'm not sure what's going on with the FBI. Sometimes they're great and on the ball, and then other Dateline episodes, they're hot still, but they're real disappointments professionally. But do they just not take every case? I don't know. I don't know they how the can. FBI Obviously, works. Obviously, they right. get tips. They probably get thousands right. of tips every day. Right. But anyways. So they also go to Dennis's house, my dear Dennis, and they check him out. He has an alibi. Yeah. So he's fine. Yeah. Uh, John keeps saying... I didn't do it, but he doesn't really pass the polygraph. He doesn't necessarily fail it either. He just did not do very well on it, I think. And there's the email account that's in his name, the John Bordeaux emails that came through saying, I'll kill Sonia for you. Mm -hmm. And Eric is the beloved one, and he's pointing the finger at John. So it seems pretty clear that it's him. So... Also, Eric is very involved in the case and keeps calling the police constantly saying, when are you going to arrest John? When are you going to arrest John? It's It was him. The detective is holding off on arresting him, and he's glad he did because another tip comes in. Mm-hmm. So it turns out that there was this weird guy at Sonia's salon before she died who creeped her out, partially because he called from the parking lot on his cell phone asking for a haircut and she could see him and he had a very short military haircut. So he doesn't need a haircut. So he was kind of like a detective. Kind of. Well, she's paranoid because she commits a lot of crimes. That's true. She's very careful. Yeah, that's true. So then she says no, like I am only taking my current clients right now or something. And that's two days. She's smart. Yeah. And then two days later, he walks into the hair salon and shoots at her. Again, misses. There's a lot of missing going on. These shooters. Yeah. They're, they're missing a lot of people. Cl- at close range. But yeah. whatever. No judgment. I've never shot a gun. I'm sure it's hard. So she's fine, but she calls the police. Right. So now we meet our repeat offender on Dateline, Deputy District Attorney John Lewin. Did you recognize him this time? Do you never seem to remember him? He's been on so many datelines. It's not his fault. It's I not have his Facebook. Face he's blindness. not rememberable. He's our not I don't Man- remember our him. Our friend Mandy on Twitter thinks he's hot and I yes, I don't necessarily. Sometimes I like him on dateline and sometimes I don't like him. I think he comes off a little hot and a little arrogant. I don't, know. I don't remember him. You just don't remember him. What is he in? What other things has he solved? Everything that happened in Southern California, basically. Oh. 
he's in been I'll look up. I'm guessing if I had to guess, I'd say he's been in like seven or eight Datelines. I'm ashamed. No, you don't need to be. Why should you remember? No, <laughs> don't feel because bad. I do a podcast about Dateline where oh, sometimes that's right. then people you really should repeated. Then I look should at be. yourself in the mirror. So <laughs> the next day, Sonia goes to the neighbors and says, I have a gun, but it's locked up. And can you bring over some bolt cutters? So the neighbors who said that they were done with Sonia and were establishing some healthy boundaries, they decide to help her again. But I would, too, because it's just so juicy. Like, you know that you are a side character in a mystery detective movie, basically. With a woman called the Black Widow of Lomita. Yeah. yeah. Would you, you gotta help? you got to keep playing along to see what happens. Would you so help? you stay in the movie. Yes. Okay. I would be like, I know I'm a side character. I can be the comic relief. And I want to play this. I want to see what happens. Everything's okay. so crazy. Wouldn't you want to know what happens next? Like, yeah, probably. I would just want... I, I yeah, probably you're, would. You're, you're right. Okay. It's too it's too juicy. Yeah. So they help her get the gun out, and apparently it's this like huge forty four, like comically large gun. But yeah. it help it makes her feel safer. So she keeps the gun on her, but then a week later she's dead. Mm-hmm. Detectives track down the guy who called for the haircut. And his name is Fernando Romero. There was something in the air that night. Yeah. Stars were bright. My haircut was tight. Aww. Fernando. Aww. Um, They look at his phone records and they expect to see that he's been talking to the son, John Bordeaux, because mm-hmm. they think John hired this guy or something. They were in cahoots to shoot Sonia. Because so they're, they're looking, like a number one suspect. Yes. Like the so whole time. So they're literally uh-huh. looking through the phone records for John's number. John's number. And they right. get to the end and they're like, I don't see John's number on here. That's really weird. Yeah. And just then the detective gets a call. Wow. And he looks at the caller ID and it's Eric because Eric calls him every day saying, when are you going to arrest John? And he looks at Eric's number and it's a number he had just seen a bunch of times on the caller ID. So it's Eric, the loving nephew, the favorite one of the family. So wow. at the same time, the FBI actually had been doing something, which is surprising at this point. Right. They had been tracking emails from John Bordeaux and finding out where they were coming from. These these mysterious. So they just didn't do it in time to prevent Sonia's murder, but they were looking at these emails. Well, I mean, were so, they rushing? I mean, they're <laughs> no, I don't know. She killed two husbands. They're kind of yeah. like, eh. uh, yeah, I guess it's we'll not take top our priority. Time. We'll take yeah. our time. <laughs> we'll see how this unfolds. Yeah. <laughs> so they find out that the IP addresses are from Navy ports all over Asia, mm-hmm. and Eric had just come off of a tour in Asia. Mm-hmm. So now, shot uh, OMG moment number seventy three mm-hmm. is the Navy's investigative unit, the NCIS. Yes, which is also a television show starring yes. Mark Harmon. They come on the scene, and it's this boss NCIS lady mm-hmm. who's going to do some investigating. Oh yeah. I love it. Okay, so they find out that Fernando Romero was actually in the same Navy unit as Eric. They mm-hmm. were buddies in the Navy. 
And the detective is playing along with Eric without letting him know that he's the prime suspect while the NCIS lady is doing more digging, Mm -hmm. which is like, how many investigators have we had at this point? We've had the police in the Philippines, the private investigator in the Philippines, the um, life insurance investigator. Bill Marshall, yeah. The detective in California. Yep. The NCIS lady. That's more, but we're already up to five. I know That's there's a more lot. than that. That's a lot. Yeah. So why would Eric want Sonia dead? Well, yeah. the same reason she wanted her husband's dead. Money. He shows up at Sonia's lawyer's house before it's even open. Before it's even open. Like, knocking on the door, putting his, yeah. you know, when you put your hands on the glass and you put your face really close, you're like, hello. I was hello, more thinking he was sitting in his car. Like and the listening second to the music. lawyer, the second yeah. the lawyer gets like out, he's just like, waiting. Hey, hey, hey! I've yeah. just been. I think he's waiting in his car with the window open and like music playing. Like he's really cool. Yeah, and then he comes up, like maybe smoking cigarettes, and then the lawyer like drives in, and he like, oh, they're here. Opens yeah. the door, gets out. It's time. Car. Yeah, so he can walk in with him. Yes. So and then the guys like and the lawyers like you'd be so annoyed. You know what? It drives me crazy at my work because my computer at work takes no joke a full eight minutes to warm up and get all of this the websites going that you need. So you keep going. I'm sorry, it'll just be a second. I'm sorry, it'll just be another second. And the person's like, I was here on time. Why is this happening? Because my computer wasn't on. Because my technology is not on time. Yeah, I need to. Prepare when I come into work. Go to the bathroom. Turn on the computer. No, you need a minute. No, you need a minute. minute. You need a puttering minute. Yeah, I agree. So shame on those people for not giving you that. Sorry, I know they're just showing up on time when our office hours start. Ridiculous. (laughs) So you give a fifteen minute grace period. Yeah. So hold your horses, Karen. It's like showing up to a party directly on time, like right the minute that it starts. So mean. And the hostess so is just coming out of the shower. It's terrible. So rude. It's like that episode of The Office. He shows yeah. up like three hours early because he's like, good friends show up early. Right. To help he has set up. Devil dates that oh, have been, yeah. or coleslaw that yeah. was in no, his car. Potato salad. Potato salad. It's been in, it's been in my car all and day. And then he's like, in the, the sun. mayonnaise in the sun. And he's like, shakes it. Yeah, Don't eat gross. that. Ugh. So Eric is trying to find out how much money did I get? Like right after she's murdered. Right. And then this was to me. Yeah. I can't. I don't know how to articulate. It was like another Agatha Christie M. Night Shyamalan level twist going on because she did not leave Eric anything in her will. Not a dime. And instead, she left it all to John, who (laughs) Eric is framing for the murder. I could not love it more. It was, I. it's so insane. It's such poetic justice is what it, really it is. It is. But also, Eric, maybe don't assume that you're going to get money because when you assume you make an A out of you and yourself and maybe find out ahead of time if you're getting money so you don't accidentally frame somebody for murder, the person who's actually getting the money. Right. You didn't plan that out very well, buddy. Well, I, I don't think, I think the main motivation was not to frame or get back at John, I think the main motivation was to kill for the money, and but then, then to, yeah, frame but someone that scapegoat. like yeah to f- frame the scapegoat that he had. I don't think he had any problems with John Bordeaux. I think it was just like oh, he was the perfect person to frame, and maybe John was a little annoying. <laughs> I could see that. And then 
why did you not know that you were not getting it? Did she tell him he was getting stuff in the will? It's possible that she pretended that she was he yeah. was the favorite. Yeah, this will all be yours when I'm gone, sweetie. And then, no. But again, that's a great way to get yourself killed. This is what I always say with life insurance. If you have some, don't tell people that you have some. Right. Or tell them it's going to someone else. Right. Because then they won't kill you for it. Right. Tell them it's all going to charity. Right. And she's just set herself up and she knows better. She's she's murdered for money. She exactly. And it's in, it runs in her family. So, right. yeah, no, she really does know better. Yeah. Her getting murdered was the karma. Him not getting the money was the karma. It's, oh, yeah. It's beautiful. And so the detectives call in Eric and they show him Fernando's phone and he freaks out and he's like, no, it couldn't have been him. And oh, yeah, I know him, but it's not him. And then for some reason, they let him go and they let him stew for a while. This is like they were trying to be dramatic. Like three times they basically tell him, we know you did it. And then they just let him go home. And then they go to his... Well, I think they um, can't, right? They can't arrest him yet for some reason. I don't no, know why. No, they could. No, they go to his work and they tell him, we know you were sending the emails. Then they let mm. him go again. And then that day they follow him to his house and they arrest him at his house. Why didn't oh, they just right. arrest him at work? Because the Navy wouldn't have liked that? It I think you can't arrest him. I think you can't. I think the military police has to be involved for you to arrest him. at There. So they had yeah. to wait, maybe. That makes sense. But why didn't they just arrest him when he was at the station, like the day before? When they because I think they didn't have it yet. I think they didn't have everything they needed. It had to be something like that. I think they're just being dramatic. Okay, maybe so it's just drama. They arrest Fernando, too. And they think that Eric let Fernando into the house, but that Fernando actually shot her. Yeah. Now, John Lewin has to prosecute for the death of a victim who was herself a terrible person he says a villainous victim which i liked i thought that was good wordplay good for the title villainous victim i can't i kind of see it mandy i liked when he said that mm -hmm. that was he makes a good tv guest he always is entertaining the jury finds both of them guilty and the detective apologizes to john the son who everyone thought did it mm -hmm. which i thought was really nice but I, he basically admits that John is now scarred for life, if he wasn't already, by having Sonia be his mother and being a secret son. That kid is messed up regardless. Yeah. Now, Duke's brother is still grieving Duke. And Sherry wants to go to the Philippines to get Larry's ashes. So even though she's scared of Sonia's family that's there, because there are potentially like five guys in the family that are murderers, that have not been held accountable Correct. living in the Philippines right now. Correct. Would, would not want her to come. Yeah. But she wants to go because she wants these ashes. So she's flying to the Philippines for the ashes. Her hair still looks glorious. Oh, yeah. And when you're traveling overseas to avenge your brother's death and to retrieve his ashes from a mysterious family that may have killed him, it's important to keep your health routine going. More important than ever. <laughs> if ever there was a time. Yeah. It's it then. is when you are trying to retrieve the ashes from the family that murdered him. Correct. Care of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements and protein powders to your door every month. It's the time where we're going into the holidays and you start to let your routine slip. Yep. You're too busy to exercise. You see that your pumple is being served at every holiday occasion. 
Because now that you know what it is, Katie, you're going to start seeing it everywhere. Doesn't that always happen? No, I have not seen it once, but <laughs> but maybe I'll see it one time. But you Googled it and you saw that it's a thing. I I have not seen one with my own eyes. I will reserve judgment until I witness a trepumple. You saw pictures online. I still feel it sounds like an angry cherub. It's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so there's a lot of high fat foods going on, a lot of busy, yes. stressful stuff with your families. But the one thing you can do to keep up with your healthy routine is to take your care of vitamins. You go to careof.com and you take an easy and fun quiz about your health goals. It takes like five minutes. I love taking the quiz. You can be really honest about what your goals are. Like, I want more energy and I want to sleep well, but I also want Christy Brinkley Barbie hair. You can kind of be vain and worried about your health at the same time. Absolutely. They also have protein powders, vegan and vegetarian supplements, and they use the best ingredients and they make it really clear where you can see where they source their ingredients from. Great. Which is really important. And I love their little personalized packs that you can take with you on the go. So I'm going to be going to my family for a few days over the holidays. I plan to take mine with me. I can entertain my family by reading the funny and inspirational quotes that they have printed on the little packs. So and cute. then because my mom always wants everything that I have, she will want to order them herself. So yes. then I can help her take the online quiz and it'll be fun bonding time for us. Oh. And good for her health. So win-win. Yeah. So for 50% off, which is insane. Wow. 50% off. That has to be a typo, but it's not. For 50% off your first care of order, go to take care of and enter date, dateline 50. That's 50% off your first order. Go to takecareof.com, enter date, dateline 50. It's amazing. It's an amazing deal and an amazing company with great products. Check them out. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Karev. We love you. Take care of. Oh. No, that was good. We both do it whispery. Take care of of you. (laughs) Inside and out. Yeah. And the world, your family. But most of it all starts with you. And the world. Put on your oxygen mask first. You gotta take care of you first. And me. Take care. Of we. Of we. (laughs) We should get into the jingle writing. Who thinks besides us that we should get into the jingle writing business? No one? Okay, that's what I thought. Let's move on. That movie's coming. Scrooged. It's time. What? Sorry, it's the song at the end of Scrooged, because I used to watch that part on repeat. I liked it. It made me feel happy in my heart. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, seen that movie. So Sherry and her glorious maid go to the Philippines. Yeah. And Dateline, the crew, and Heath are going with her. And I was like, huh? Like, so the- they wanted those shots that badly of her getting the ashes. But then Keith knows that we were thinking that because he tells us we were already going and we decided to bring her along, which I didn't know if that was a little bit of a was that shade i don't think it was was that shade i think it was just this is why we're all here together Mm -hmm. like this isn't we were going there anyways and we decided to bring her along i think it's more i don't know i don't know why they told us is it for future dateline guests he wants them to know you're not just going to get a free trip around the the philippines yeah yeah like, just so you know, this was a one-time thing, and we were already it could going. Be. It could be so. Dateline self-protection. I, I would buy that. 
Hmm. It was curious, Un- though, wasn't it? It definitely caught my attention. Yeah. I caught it, and I was like, okay, well, we, all right. Hmm. Like, she could probably go on her own. She, she seems could, like a woman I'm of means. I'm thinking it was more like, I was thinking, they sent the camera crew and to, like, film this whole thing, her journey. Yeah. Wow, like, that's a big budget. But that's then why they I said it's a movie. It seem, yeah. But it seemed a little big budgety, this one, that yeah, they did but this then big Yeah, that's trip. why he was like, well, we were already going to film other stuff. So yeah. we just bought her a ticket, basically. Or we let her tag along with us. In business class. Probably. Did you see her seat? Was she in business class with Keith? She had a table next to her in her chair, which makes me think you're not in the normal class. Interesting. Because I don't have a table next to me. I have a table in front of me when I sit on a plane that's about... And would you even call it a table? It's like a piece of cardboard. No, it's like an index card. Yeah. And it comes right up to your chest. So you can't even move because the person in front of you has leaned back so far. Now, do you lean back on a plane? Never. And my mom said, because we just went to New York and my mom goes, did you lean back so you could get some rest? I said, no, I would never do that. I would never do that. What do you mean? That's what it's for. And I said, I would never. That's you're a terrible person if you ever lean back. No, that's why you're my best friend. I would because never. you don't lean back on a plane. It's, it's that easy. It is offensive. <laughs> it is. It's rough. Don't lean back. I know they give you the option, but that doesn't mean you should take it. Well, especially if you look behind you and you see the person is someone like me who has no torso and is basically built like a daddy long legs. Like, I I only have legs. I don't have, I have like a little bitty spider body. So the your lean back means that my legs go numb and I get a blood clot. Yeah. And then I die. And then how do you feel about that? Yeah. And then how do you feel about your leaning back? Oh, was back? that two was it inches of yeah. leaning back worth it? No, I'm sorry, not even two inches. It's like an inch. Yeah, exactly. Do you need that inch that badly? That's no. the thing too. And that's why I don't lean back either. Because I'm like, it doesn't make it's that no big difference. of a difference. No, it doesn't difference. matter to me. We should start a new podcast just about traveling on yeah. airplanes. So let's do it when we go to Orlando. Let's chronicle okay. it. Okay. So she's going to meet the niece and the nephew that Larry had so badly wanted to adopt. They are grown up now and have kids of their own. She goes to meet them. Oh, I cried. I'm not embarrassed to say when she was hugging them. The hug was so long. Yeah. You could tell it meant so much to everybody in the hug because then like the other one comes and she's hugging both of them. Yeah. It was, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to make you cry. It was a lot. And she brought, she brought, it was like, these would be my niece and nephew, you know? They, you guys meant so much to my brother who's gone. You're all I have left of something that meant something to him. Well, and I think Larry was one of like somebody who truly cared about them. And that meant something to those kids, you know? He wanted them. Mm -hmm. They knew that. And mm-hmm. that must mean so much. Mm-hmm. So it's very moving. And she, but she really wants these ashes. So the yeah. nephew says, well, the ashes have been passed around the family. Like what is that? Some really dark white elephant gift exchange. I don't, what? a game of hot potato. I don't understand why it's getting passed around like that. I don't either. But now they are at Auntie Susan's house. And then he said it was per Eric's request, or like Eric had arranged for them to be at Auntie Susan's house. There's no, like, I don't understand. Like, the the ashes will prove nothing if you're worried about a case or something. Didn't Eric just say, keep him moving? I thought Eric just said, keep him moving around. Keep him moving from house to house. To Sherry? 
I don't know. He was the one writing Sherry doing those emails. So he knew how much those ashes meant to her. Well, I think he was definitely trying to set her up as part of it. Like she and John were in it together. I think he was trying to like fully solidify an alibi that was either Mm -hmm. him or John. Mm -hmm. And so when she didn't go for the emails that were like, you know, obviously, I'm sorry, obviously sent by him. But when she didn't go for the John in quotes emails, Mm -hmm. Then he had to move straight to just John did it and not John and Sherry together. He right. was trying to build like this some elaborate web. Oh, oh, <laughs> you mean the Internet? Oh, sorry. Let me have web. <laughs> so the aunt lives an hour away. So Sherry and Keith go there with the niece, niece and the nephew and they're banging on the door but no one's home, and it looks like no one has lived there in a long time. Ugh. And it's pretty heartbreaking. Mm. And Keith doesn't know what to do, and he gives her a hug awkwardly. Like, it's a tough one, he said. It, it's That was that one got uh, me a little bit, because Keith, they first show Keith giving her this look, like, and it's like kind of the side of the face. I don't know how to describe it. It's like looking at her like, you know what this means. Like, you know this is bad. You, you're probably not going to get them. He says it, like, all in a look. Yeah. And then she's, like, kind of puts her head down or something. And he does this, like, side hug. Yeah. And you can tell. He knows he needs to. Yeah. But he doesn't want to also break that because he never does that. No, right? he's a reporter. I mean, yeah. Right. And instead, it's, like, this human moment from Keith. And he, he doesn't want to do it for too long. But I bet he gave her a big hug off camera. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, it's brutal. So, yes. and then it starts to rain. Just cloud bursts. And then she's just standing there under an umbrella staring at the house and Keith has now stepped away, maybe oh gone goodness. back to his hotel room, I hope. And they have the camera light on her. And yeah. yes, it's like so sad. It's so she's sad. Just staring in the rain at the house. They it's, got the shot. They, they got the shot. They did a good yeah. shot. Mm-hmm. So now Sherry, who is also, she was wearing a fabulous jumpsuit before. She's wearing another fabulous jumpsuit. She decides to kind of symbolically say goodbye to her brother she takes a wreath of flowers out on a boat and puts it out on the water and at this moment keith's voiceover to close out the episode says she's out she's been out looking for whatever piece of dust is left of him keith keith and then he but then he closes it with but he's always been there in her heart and you're like, okay, I kind of forgive that you just called him a piece of dust, but okay, no, whatever. It was beautiful because it's this really, it's like this soft tone and it just, he's lived all along in her heart and they just end the episode. It got me. It I did? was like, that is a movie. It got me when it's she got on- It's the Wizard of Oz. It got me when she got on the boat because I was like- how When they said it was like her personal memorial, I was like, oh, she she has to do something. And so, yeah. and she just, it was something about her face, the look on her face. It was just, that's hard. That's really hard. She's come all this way. She's going to come back empty handed, but she has to say goodbye to him in this place. It got me when she was standing in the hospital parking lot too. Just so sad. Yeah. Terrible. Oy. He's so good with people though. He really is. And then he does these funny voiceovers at the end that kill me, but he's so good with the people. He really is. I didn't think it was funny. I honestly thought it was very sweet. <laughs> it made me laugh. But Keith always makes, he's just so good. Yeah. I don't know. He's a national treasure. Yeah. Everything he says titillates me. There we go. But, don't say that. Yeah. I shouldn't say titillate. No. Sorry. Sorry. Apologies. Editing out um, titillating. 
kidding. Yeah. Um, before we go to our B-roll, there's so much B-roll. Oh, my goodness. But I did want to thank and dedicate this episode to Catherine P., our very loyal, wonderful Patronus. Hi, Catherine P. Thank Hi. you. She's from Florida. Can you believe she's still alive? No. no. But she lives Good in Maine now. Ooh. She's been married for 20 years. She met her husband in a chat room on AOL. Oh, and she's still alive. She and is. She's, she's like a high-risk person. Florida, chat room, AOL. Good That's for a, you. That's what we consider a high-risk that lifestyle. Is. That's a high-risk lifestyle. Uh-huh. She has two boys, one of whom is a teenager. Oh, There's boy. another high-risk lifestyle. Good Lord. She's also a nurse. Oh, my God. I believe oh my you God. learned from Kim from People Are Wild what so these she's nurses just a go saint. through. Catherine's a saint. She is. Saint and Catherine. she has an old English sheepdog. And oh. those are notoriously deadly. So no. I'm just Notoriously adorable. She's, no, she's... But her husband and her love to play Dateline Bingo, and he always seems to win, oh. which... Sorry. That's I can try to change. Maybe I can fix some cards for you, Catherine. I can maybe fix up some mock cards. Like a double-sided coin? Like we know what's coming? could get her a win somehow. Oh, if we do a Kimberly's Favorites, you could. You could juice up a card for I already know what's happening. Her. There you go. Also, um, they listen to the show together, and they make jokes about Dateline giving husbands a bad name. And her husband says things like, the girls have a new episode out yet? We're the girls. We're the girls? How cute is hi, that? Hi, Catherine's husband, too. I know. And her 16-year-old son listens. Oh, what? hi. Oh, and she wants to have a pun off with you. So get ready. Oh, I'm ready. I know. Catherine um, and Catherine. So- <laughs> Catherine. It's Catherine a two versus Catherine. Catherine. It's, it's a <laughs> Thunderdome. Two <laughs> Catherines enter. One, they pun. And then one, only one leaves. Is she a Catherine with a K? No, a C. Oh, okay. C versus C K. versus K. Yes. So thank you, Catherine. We love you. And the reason that we can keep doing these episodes every week is because of the support of our patrons. Seriously. So we really appreciate each and every one of you. So let's get to B-roll. Yeah. Okay. The Sister Walking and Sitting by So Much Bodies of Water. Sherry? Oh, my goodness. Oh, we had Ken, too. Or not Ken. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I just called him Ken. Is his name Ken? Who? Dennis. I just called it Ken. My Dennis. Dennis is by Bodies of Water. Classic. So we have the, the pictures on the table. Mm-hmm. We have the bodies of water. Absolutely. We didn't have pictures being brought to a picnic table. Did not. But we that did have a lot of- They were always inside. Sorting. Yeah. And sorting by like, we had sorting from the the NCIS woman too, was sorting also, pictures. Also, yes. Also, the reporter had a table yes, out with pictures. Yes, he did. And then- also, the special ed teacher who knew too much about his life, sex life. She had photos. She did. She had photos, too. Uh-huh. How does everyone have so, so many photos? So many photos. And why are they loose? Get yourself a skylight. They're reusing the same photos. Producer has, like, a bundle and is but, like, okay, let's spread these as out. props. We got time to kill. Yeah, that makes much more sense. So, because I don't know why that teacher would have that many photos yeah. of her coworker. Sherry was not just by a body of water. She was sitting on a ledge by a pond or a ledge. Did you see that? They uh-huh. had her like kind of knees up uh-huh. and perched there. I thought it that looks was beautiful. So she's a stunning lady. She is. It looks like an ad for something from a magazine. Yeah, it really did. Um, maybe medication. Yeah, like a medication. Right. Like psoriasis. 
Uh-huh. But yeah. she definitely doesn't have psoriasis. No, she might. Perfect. I don't know. It's a silent beast. You could have silent it. Silent killer. You could have it. That beautiful hair brought to you by psoriasis and she's got like itchy scalp. <laughs> yes. Yeah. We don't know the the struggles that pretty people go through. Yeah. Psoriasis. She could have dandruff or something. Eczema. So, yeah. Eczema. Scaly on skin on her the backs yeah. of her legs. The oh, itches no, all the Sherry time. Doesn't have that. I hope not. No, she's she probably She could though. You know what? You know who has psoriasis is Cindy Lauper cuz she's in the commercials. Oh. Cindy Lauper, her true colors have psoriasis. Yeah, shining through. And she's a perfect shining unicorn. So. And that's why we love you. So don't be mm-hmm. afraid to let, to it let your show. psoriasis show. <laughs> okay, that was good. I yeah. feel better. Like we helped the psoriasis community. Yeah, I feel now, like we did. They're talking to John outside of his house in one of the times that they don't arrest him. Mm-hmm. And there's a big gulp and a fast food bag on top of the car sitting oh. outside. Well. And I was like, they interrupted him. You could tell he just came home with his big gulp and his fries and they're getting soggy while he's. I would be like, can you guys wait? Would you or this- would you just eat it? <laughs> like in front of them? Yeah. Would you just be like, I'm really sorry. I just I got get, off shift. Like hungry. Yeah. I got, just I got, shoving yeah, fries yeah. in my mouth. Yeah. I waited yeah. on nachos yesterday. Huge Ugh. mistake. Ugh. The chips are so soggy. I had to rechip it, like put no. new chips on top. And then underneath, they were all just wet. It was a disaster. Oh. Yeah. I still I ate it. I would tossed the whole thing. Yeah. You, could, you could not have handled it. I would have yeah. binned it. As I did. They say, <laughs> have Great British Bake Off. <laughs> yeah. There's a photo of Larry in his. Navy, like, uniform at his desk. He's at work. So there's a photo of Larry in his uniform. He's at work. Mm-hmm. He's sitting in front of two computers. He's a Navy man. He has oh, no. Candy Crush on one of the computers. There we go. Now, I in no way think that the great men and women who serve this country should not be able to take some healthy breaks yeah. To play Candy Crush. Absolutely. But do not maybe use that photo on Dateline with Keith's voiceover saying he's a Navy commander. Oh, I see. Just pick a different photo I, of him in uniform when Keith is saying that. I feel like it makes him more relatable and likable. I'm going to go with that because it's okay. true. Because when you say that, that, I didn't see the Candy Crush. But now that you said that, I'm like, I would have liked Larry. Definitely. He didn't take life too seriously. There's like You're more right. heads on one side, candy crush on the other. <laughs> it's a healthy balance. He doesn't need better help. He's good. Yeah, no, he's good. Um, there's a B-roll of the neighbors who we loved, the oh, husband boy. and wife, walking down the street in their neighborhood holding hands. Yep. Come on. They're a good too team. Cute. The Thompsons could have solved this. I was the a fan Thompsons of the Thompsons. The Thompsons are like that couple that I told you about in that other episode that kind of like what like at the middle of the night one of them's like are you still awake yes and they're like yeah and he's like i think he did it she's like i do too that was an early episode there what episode i don't think we've discussed the episode because i think it might be a 48 hours so i don't think we've done that episode no what we've but we've oh is it something we watched together Mm, no we discussed that people weigh in i think we've talked about the couple that stayed up we talked about it but we haven't done their episode because I think it's a 48 hours. I'm sorry and to disappoint be... everyone. Maybe we did. Okay. But we have talked about it. I've told okay. you about them before. And you were like, I get it. They're like a team. They're like the they're, people they're you go home from a party and yes. they'll discuss what happened. And they analyze. Yeah. That's yes. the best. That's the best team. Love, love it. 
Uh, what B-roll did you have? Uh, my B-roll is all based around Marshall, Bill Marshall, uh-huh. um, because they have him in that empty warehouse, a table in the very middle with really dramatic lighting and just two big maps. And that's it. What were the maps of? I couldn't tell. So dramatic. And so he's running his finger along the map. And then later, they have the totally blank wall in the warehouse. And he's taking the loose pictures and starting to pin them up. It was like he was building this huge warehouse. A red string wall. Right. But in this giant warehouse. I'm like, where'd you get the warehouse? And then later, we see Sherry, same pictures, on a brick wall, starting to put them up. And I'm like, what? What are you doing, Sherry? Everyone's making a crazy wall. Right, and also a you can't red you wall. can't pin into brick, Sherry. Like you, <laughs> it's gonna it's break, gonna break your push right pins, right? You got to yeah. tape, double stick tape. You can't tape, tape to the wall. Abs- scotch it. Up. It was a whole, but I was, and then we see. Wait, so do you think at his company they're like? Well, normally we put our guys that are investigating in a little cubicle, but Marshall needs a warehouse. He likes to spread out and get comfortable. Marshall works out of his home. For sure. But Marshall's, I don't know how where Marshall is renting warehouse space in Los Angeles, in the greater Los Angeles area that he can afford. His rates must be high. It must, no, he must, it must be from his company. They have a spare warehouse. Or Do he they? knows a guy who has an airport hangar that is not in use. Or Dateline knows, knows of a warepor- airport hangar that they let him use it for dramatic effect. I want to know if he owns it, rents it. Is it Datelines? Who does the warehouse belong to? His normal workspace is like a little standing desk that he has at home in his kitchen, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But then for Dateline, they make it in this really dramatic... It's super dramatic. And then they also show him in his like car. Like serial killer warehouse. They show him in his car in the parking lot of where her hair salon is in Lomita. And they just show like his head leaning out of the car. Like they show like him surveilling, like just staring out. At the hairdress at the salon. I don't know why I can't think of the word salon. What's going on at that salon now? Like, do they have a picture of her up on the wall? Do they tell people this is where the Black Widow worked? Or is it? Or do they try to avoid all? Or is it not a hair salon anymore? Oh, I think it's Ding Dong the Witch is Dead. And every girl and boy that worked in that salon is glad she's gone. Mm-hmm. I think she was. A nightmare. Yeah. I think she was a bad boss. She stole tips. Yeah. Or she had a really she bad. things on other right, people. Right. She had a tip rule. And it was like, you can keep like 25% of your tip and the rest goes Mm -hmm. to the salon in quotes. Mm -hmm. And then there's no improvements ever made. And she like buys Mm -hmm. cheap equipment. So everything keeps breaking. The chairs aren't good. She hasn't replaced the chairs in 20 years. And she still has those old pictures from like the 70s on the wall for like hair and makeup. And it's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. The hair magazines. Yeah. And people are like. Um, Sonia, could you try something maybe a little fresher on me this time? Right. Like a little more current? And she's like, I know what I'm doing. She's like, no, we do perms and bangs. This look has gotten me two husbands, okay? Do you want two husbands? Do you want to hide razor blades in your hair or not? <laughs> or spider webs? Or black widows. They build them what in the happening? hair. I don't know my mom said it. So, quotes, um... He said Keith had uh, always has so many quotes. I even had one. You did. What was yours? Mine was just two more mysteries competing for attention in the vast archipelago of humanity. Did you get that yep. one? Yeah. In and around this huge city, Manila. And the way he says Manila is not I was a little <laughs> was that shade. It wasn't super kind. And I was like, what's wrong with Manila? Manila. And then they like show the city. 
What? Huh? What's wrong with is Manila bad? I don't know anything about Manila. I have no frame of reference. I don't know anything about really the Philippines. Yeah, I'm sure it's very lovely for the people who live there. Mm-hmm. And I think there's high crime, maybe for tourists, but I could be spreading false information. But also the archip... How do you say the word? Um, archipelago. Archipelago. Archipelago of humanity. Beautiful. But it's... I had to Google it, and it means like a cluster of islands. No. Yeah. No. Yes, I Googled it. Archipelago. It's a group of islands... Or a sea or stretch of water containing many islands. Very strange. What did you think it meant? A web. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because he doesn't use it. I mean, he's doing a metaphor, but his his usage is confusing because he's saying a small cluster of islands of humanity, I guess, is what he's trying to say. In the vast. Because he says archipelago of humanity. Again, he's a Harvard man. He is a Harvard very fancy, and it is a, we are not. And it is also a bazillion dollar word. Let's get it, real. Wh- it sounds God. really good. It works. And I'm not worthy. No, none of us are worthy. None of us are worthy of that sentence. No, it was really good. But Keith is. Did you have some more quotes? One more, which was families. <laughs> they can be so interesting, can't they? But didn't we just have our previous Keith? Didn't we get some family quotes? I think so. He loves family drama. Yeah, he did say something about family drama. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, we I had do. another quote about uh-huh. family from Keith. I think he had to switch it up for this one, specifically referencing Oh, I remember because I said that could apply to any episode. And you said it most specifically applies to that episode. But this, again, families are so interesting. Could apply to most episodes. Oh, no. Sorry. I am thinking of the Make Tolstoy quote. Oh, yes. Families are all sorry. Uh, something in their own way. To, yeah. To hate they're all unhappy in their Something. own different ways. Yeah. So sad. Especially this one. If your mom pretends you're not her son, and then she's also Sonia. Uh, so we already talked about precious moments. Mm-hmm. Fashion police. Sherry is just a dynamite dresser and just looks super classy. She wears like all the jumpsuits in the Philippines, but in the regular Dateline, we have her like open because she opens the episode and she's Mm -hmm. in this sort of classy cream colored blouse tucked in with jeans with like a skinny dark denim. Mm -hmm. And then later you have her in this really classic looking black coat and flats. Yeah. She just, she looks like a million dollars. She dresses like a, she dresses like a pro. Maybe she amped up her seat to business class. She may have. Because when you dress like that, you deserve it. Also, I think there's something different about the international planes. I'm remembering this now because the That's kind true. of planes that you take to get to things like the yeah. Philippines, you the flights are so long that you're, I think that maybe the planes are set up differently. Uh, can I say that while she dressed so beautifully, there's you a photo. You can't be mean about someone who's not. I'm oh, okay. not going to be mean. Okay. There is a photo of Larry who's no longer with us. Mm-hmm. He's wearing a shirt. That is my new favorite shirt. No, it's not. But I'm getting it for you for Hanukkah. It says, hang out with Jesus. He hung out for you. That's a rough thing. (laughs) I read it and I was like, that's a lot. Because he's surrounded by children in the photo that's wearing it. It's very provocative. (laughs) It very, look, 
This is coming from <laughs> someone who those sermons scared me so much when I was young that I had would have to leave when they would do the Jesus on the cross sermons. It made you I uncomfortable. Not. Yeah. Because the point of not the point, but a lot of times those sermons are to entice you to come forward to accept Jesus into your heart. And so when they're telling the story of the crucifixion, sometimes they go into such extreme detail. It's like an emotional response to like the ultimate sacrifice of Jesus Christ, God giving his only son. But like that shirt is like, it brought back all of these emotions <laughs> for me. I was like, <gasps> that's why you stuck with Salty and the other like happy salty little Christian yeah. characters. My mom, oh, my mom remembered one the other day and I've totally forgotten it. Now I don't remember it. Is this shirt the opposite of balls deep all day every day Mm -hmm. or is it just as bad in a different way no it gives me the same reaction which is (laughs) it makes my stomach hurt i was like oh it's just such isn't it kind of provocative it's kind of like that's a lot yeah no it's like people who have the really graphic crosses like at their house with the images of him like the figures where he's all when they're bleeding yeah Yeah, uh uh-huh well i'm jewish i never had seen those before like Oh my! When I but oh, I think yeah. when I first went to someone's house and saw one, I was definitely scared. Like I, some of the iconography that they like, especially in Catholic homes that I've noticed, is big time. Like not so much. I haven't seen a ton in Christian homes of like crosses like that. Yeah, but they are out there. Yeah, yeah. You what? can buy them in downtown LA. Do you have any titles? I I didn't have any great titles. I had a few. I had. Mm, did you have any? No. Oh, what about Mystery in Manila? We could have gone with Manila for this, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, I had the not so noby, the not so no- nosy neighbors, aka the Thompsons get a surprise, and then another one. <laughs> <laughs> the Thompsons get a surprise, and then another one because they kept getting and then surprised. A third. Yeah, they kept Oops. like we had one more. They were surprised about her being a black widow. They were shocked about Eric being the killer because they were like Eric came comes to their house and cries. Like they're just shot. All these people around them are murderers, and they're like, "What's happening?" What I thought I lived on a very nice street in Southern California. They might also be right. A book, they should. I would read it. Also, f- tips to keeping your marriage strong so that you walk down the street holding hands. Yeah, they should include that in with the murder stuff. Yeah, I think so too. I think it should be about their marriage, and then the murder is a side story. Yeah. Um, have you ever heard the term four hots and a cot? No, I've heard two squares and a something. Okay. Is it like four hot meals yeah, and a four, cot? Yeah, four hots and a cot. My mom said that phrase the other day because I was telling her that like she was talking about something. And I said, well, if you do that, you're going to you'll be arrested. She goes, well, at least I'll get four hots and a cot. And I said, what, what did you say? Four- Wait, was she thinking you get four meals a day in prison? Yeah, four- or four meals every week? I don't know Where what does she the four thought. Come from? Four hots and a cot. And she was shocked that I had not heard that and I had a podcast about crime. No, I've heard like two squares or three squares and, and a, a bed or something. No, but not four hots and a cot. No, because again, where is four Where's the coming from? coming from? Do you get a dessert meal? I don't know is what she's talking about. Is there a salad course in so prison? It must be three hots and a cot. It must be. Three hots and a cot. So she's wrong on the number. But it was more that she had this also, little jingle. My mother. I don't mother. know if they're each hot meals. Uh, 
Also, why is my mom saying that? How does my mom know that term? Who's your mom hanging out with? That people have shifts in their hair? This is, And she knows prison slang. I'm going to say a lot of questions came up in discussing this episode. Yeah. yeah it was, it's a lot. I'm learning a lot. Uh, let, can we go to Twitter quickly? I would like Twitter to happen. Okay. It wasn't crazy. I just have a few. Okay. Cozy Little Book says... Well, I'm starting to think Sonia never had a family taxi service. I don't know if she said it in that um, tone. She did. But that's how I interpreted it. It made me laugh. She absolutely did. Uh, Maggie, who is our friend on Twitter, Maggie Simic, said, I'm telling you, my PC bangs equal killer theory is really coming along here. So every week that we have one, she just adds to a little chart that she has going. So it's a little um, uh, grid collage if you will so we had ann yeah. from a couple weeks ago sure with the very pc bangs yeah. then she always puts oh, in jody PC. arias pc pc and stringy not pc politically correct not, no pc p i e or however you spell that word because yeah. i can't do i's or e's so yeah. um then she always includes jody arias yeah oh for sure for sure had them the classic and the then, star she started it all Yes. And then there's this other lady that I had not heard of, but I've since watched a one hour documentary about it. Mm-hmm. She's a Canadian killer. And she looks crazy in this Who? picture. Who? Um, she and her husband like attacked and aired a bunch of women. And I know, I know who you're talking about. And then they she was maybe abused, but we don't know. Mm-hmm. And then completing the four square is of course Sonia. So oh, okay. PC Bangs equal killer. So can we expect murder in Michelle Duggar's uh, future? or is 1,000% okay. if it's has not happened already. Okay. Uh, Gordon Glantz said, my favorite thing Dateline does is when they're like, there's this guy who's a nice person and close to the family. And then you're like, oh, he seems nice. And then the reporter is like, tricked you. He was a sex pervert and a murderer. You buffoon. <laughs> Buffoon. And you're like, you told us that he was nice. What you're are you a doing? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Citizen Janny said, having a secret son, that is so Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Sonia. That's so Sonia. Um, People Are Wild, our friend Kim said, everyone should listen to her podcast. She's amazing. Said, did the Philippines not allow Keith to lean on anything? Yeah, no. And Josh Mankiewicz wrote, hashtag zoning. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Josh, that was brilliant. That's lovely. And then someone, Marge said, I noticed that too. No leaning for Keith in the Philippines. And Kim wrote back, fill in no leans. Oh, God, that's good. you had me and you lost me. No, you have me, Kim. I was with you. I, trophies. And now I'm out. Accolades. You did it. Setting up boundaries now again. No, the I'm wall not. Is going, shh, the divider between us in the in the limo, shoom, it's going up. That's not a good sound effect. Yeah, Harsh. sorry. Yeah, I'm really, really sorry. Um, I okay. So two more things. Okay. One, Whamageddon is starting again. Oh God. And we've already lost our first person. Oh God. Okay. It started before it happened. It, it ended before it started for well, then Brie. Did, did it technically happen then? Because when you have to officially start Whamageddon season... Oh, wait, does Whamageddon season... I thought Whamageddon started after Thanksgiving. 
I think it technically does, but regardless, Bree says, I am the sacrificial lamb. Be careful out there, friends. You never know what you'll get. Hashtag Whamageddon. Hashtag first to go. Hashtag wasn't even ready. So Where was she? Walgreens? Where was she? It's always a Walgreens, yeah. yeah. I feel like her It's a Walgreens or a Walmart. But yeah. here, I've gotten a lot of questions about the new movie Last Christmas, because in the previews, they do play the song, yeah. but it's a cover version. Cover versions don't count. I don't think so. We're still good. That's the in the official rules of the people who made up Whamageddon. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Google Whamageddon. Yeah, you're probably really confused right now. Yeah, understandably. Yeah. Now, secondly, I do want to say that we did have our talk about twins. If they are more named the same thing or totally different. Oh wait, we're out of time. We're out of time. We got to go. Bye, everybody. I just don't want to be wrong again. You're not wrong. You're Sad not panda. wrong. Right. Why do you think you're wrong? Because uh, the way that you're speaking, like no. in a little bit of a told you so. No, it's that's you're misinterpreting my tone. My tone is people out there are insane what they name their children. And I was oh. shooketh by oh. the answers that we got. Okay. We got some people get the mitch, matchy matchy Thomas and Thomasina. Okay. Oh, that's too matchy. That's the same. Terrible. Name. Yeah. Okay. Um, and it is just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Also, Tracy Hunter, two ladies she knew at work, Deborah and Deborah. No, we're not. No, that's not real. What? No. No, that's... That's just lazy. That's lazy it, parenting. Mm-hmm. Then we get an interesting technique, which is you reverse the first in the middle name for each child. So Shannon oh. wins this game. She went to middle school with identical twins Andrew Randrew, I'm not joking, and Randrew Andrew, that is right, Andy Randy, and Randy Andy. I swear to God, Shannon, you win. That's, Um, what were his parents? How is Randrew a name? Randrew. It sounds like Scooby-Doo being like, rah, rah. Randrew's making me like a little angry. I'm yeah. not sure why where this anger is coming from, but I'm not. Rand- so, Randrew is an abomination. It is. And did Randrew go on to commit crimes? Randrew and Andrew is was the fine. Coming of the apocalypse. No, was Randrew like was he arrested okay. and then he Andrew was a serial like killer. a lawyer? Yes, and he's like great. He's the lawyer he's that put fine. away Randrew. Andrew had to prosecute Randrew because Randrew's clearly the bad twin. So yeah. okay, I need confirmation on Randrew's whereabouts. So we've gotten a ton of votes and 38% very respectable. No, it's matching not respectable. Names, Thomas and Thomasina. I only and got we do that. think it is by age that that's more old fashioned. But I didn't then, say matching names. I said matching first letter. Right. That's so true. It would have been like Teresa and Thomasina. Right. For same sex, same letter. I'm fine with that. That is what I was going for. Match. I just said matching. Matching can encompass anything. But my example was Thomas Thomasina. But that's too close. I was thinking more Jennifer and Jolene. Okay. So I'll do another Twitter poll. You don't have fair. to. I just am trying to up my number. Okay, but nine percent right. had the switching of the first and the middle name. That's interesting. That's insane. Okay. Okay. And then I said a third where the they're totally different names. And so I picked Dauphine, Dauphine, why did I make it all fancy? Dauphine. Dauphine and Janet. (laughs) Oh, that's mean. I felt like 
if your sister's named Dauphine, and what would you like hate to be named? And it would be Janet. And Sean G wrote, why do Janet's parents hate her? (laughs) I've often thought this about myself, keep in mind, because I have a sister with a unique name that was very unique at the time. And Mm -hmm. so it was always like her name and then the sister. Yeah. And I was the sister that people couldn't remember the name. The sister. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'm not bitter at all. <laughs> you're no, no, you're not. You no, sound, you don't sound totally it. good. Yeah. Uh, Shanji also said Janet sounds like a way to fasten coats in the 80s that fell out of style once technology improved. For example, oh. remember those old neon winter coats with the Janets? Oh yeah, totally does. Good on, good on you, Shanji, <laughs> for thinking of that. That's that's very clever. That might be one of the cleverest things I've heard in the last few months. <laughs> with the Janets. It totally sounds right, doesn't it? Oh, it really does. And then you're oh, like my trying Janet, to button my your Janet coat, broke on my you're jacket. Like, Damn it, Janet! Janets are so- <laughs> Janet. Stupid I gotta Janet. get this Janet repaired because I'm stuck in this jacket now. I gotta um, take it to the shoe repair to replace all the Janets. Yeah, I can't all handle the Janets them are worn because uh, it's a terrible clasp, and it was like in fashion for a minute, and then quickly fell out because they kept breaking. Oh, Janets. <laughs> I'm so sorry for all the Janets out there. We love we you. We are. We are. Um, but I was very surprised that so many were matchy. I honestly didn't think it would be that high. So, and But we do think it's a sign of an age thing. Like, as people are getting more hippie and new, like, you know, the names are getting really unique now and everyone wants to be their own person. They want to name them completely different. <laughs> right. So now it's like Corduroy and Bellhop. <laughs> well, that's... Like bell bottoms, corduroy and bell bottoms. Corduroy yeah. and bell bottoms. There we yeah. go. That's my two yeah. twins. <laughs> cord, cord, cord. Go talk to Bell. Entertain yourselves. Um, oh, okay, and so that brother think, and sister. That'd be cute. That's actually yeah. all right. Yeah, it's irritating, but it's all right. Okay. Oh, that guy on Glee. His name is Cord, like a musical cord. Really? I know it's too much. That's yeah. a lot, Glee. That's yeah. pushing it. No, Glee. it's not on Glee. It's the actor's name. But he was named after a musical chord. It's C H O R D, yeah. God forbid he be born tone deaf. That's I mean, yeah. I'm just like God forbid. <laughs> so thank you, everybody. Um, consider f- becoming a Patreon and helping support our weekly episodes. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, where you can be part of these hilarious twin conversations. Oh boy! <laughs> and uh, above all, don't watch alone. Watch. Watch with your three hots on a cot. There you go. But don't eat them all in that one sitting. You'll fill up. Yeah, also, so. don't don't go to prison. Try no, not to murder don't. anyone. Because if you do, karma might get you. Yeah, car- I think so. Sorry. This, car- this was a really karmatic. Karmatic's not a word. Karma-filled episode. It sounds like you're doing an ad for Carmax. <laughs> Say that. Great. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye.